This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. A method to describe to new players what it's like when you're way behind and you just, you need that one, that little, that just, that little piece of something. But where could it be? Your deck's randomized, you shuffled efficiently. Oh, let's see what the top card is. Blammo! Take an extra turn! Wicked. Welcome That's so to the awesome. A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mines they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind tricking myself constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking mind slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina. I want camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and now. The A-Team. Hey guys, this is episode 80 of the A-Team podcast. This is KYT with Jonathan, Scott, and Jay. How's it going, everyone? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I said <MPV>. the gamester. <laughs> oh. 80 episodes, man. We're fucking old. Yep. It's awesome. Well, that just means that 20 more episodes and we'll be at 100. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's mathematics. That's legit mathematics. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I was actually surprised, Jay, that you actually were on another podcast. Uh, this so week. was I. <laughs> <laughs> what podcast was he on? I didn't even know this. Oh, oh man, just so fucking no. filled. No, I wasn't. Oh, a notion? <laughs> Not on your fucking life. <laughs> so what show were you on, Jay? I was on uh, the Monday Night Magic. You were not really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, that doesn't seem like such a big I heard deal to me. Know. But I don't. I don't know a lot about podcasts. I'm not trying to insult anyone. <laughs> it doesn't seem crazy to me. I don't know. I heard that nobody liked crazy. it because you weren't uh, cursing and belligerent. A lot of people, yeah. A lot of people were like, "Man." Jay Boosh without swearing sure isn't Jay Boosh. And I said that when I got on the episode. I was like, I'm not allowed to swear on this show. And they're like, nope. And then I was like, okay, well, remember episode two of the A-Team where Jay didn't swear at all and everybody was like, ah, uh, that's fucking horrible. So. <laughs> he just he just turned totally straight laced. He's like, hey, guys, uh, how's it going? So I've been uh, playing some standard lately. And... Uh... <laughs> It would be like, can you imagine him wearing a suit and tie? No. Which I did for a long time. That's just wow. weird. I I would just picture you as like mayor of the gnome society or something. <laughs> <laughs> With your big beard and your tie. And you're just like, mayor of the gnome society. <laughs> you have a big old gavel and you're just like, I said good gavel. game, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
of the gnome. Bow gnome before you, Mayor. You fucking right. it, it was just weird to hear you uh, on, on the same podcast and get along with Chris, I have to admit. <laughs> Wait, he was on a podcast with Chris? I got tricked into that. I did not know that beforehand. Oh, wow. And you didn't, like, just man up and say, hey, Chris, I talk smack about you. Do something. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I don't know, man. I think you're just talking smack behind his back now. No, I'm not. Say it to his face. Say it to his face, Jay. Say what to his face? Everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm. So, so should I actually listen to this episode then of Monday Night Magic? Because uh-huh. I had stopped listening like so long ago. It was all right. I think. I don't know. I don't listen KYT? to KYT. Remember? No, I, I enjoyed it. All right. I'll listen to it. I'm down. Cool. All right, let's do that now. Good show, guys. Yeah, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Welcome to Monday Night Magic. That's right. And we'll just play it for you right now. <laughs> oh, man, that would be such an epic troll. We should have done that for our April Fool's. We we yeah. could have played the episode and do like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 where we just oh my keep God. interrupting. <laughs> I'd totally do that. That's hilarious. Look, we should do that because I listen to so many podcasts and I'm just like, man, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realize it's me talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for that, though. We should look at it. All right, we'll do put that. that put we'll that do that, audience. Keep us list. honest. We'll do that, audience. Yeah. You know what we should do, though, is we should actually go back over some of our past episodes to do that. Yeah, like, like director's commentary? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we'll replay <laughs> like, our so episode, funny? like, seven or oh. something like that, like, just oh. randomly, and we'll talk over it and be like, oh, wow, I can't believe I fucking said that. That would be <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Let's, do it. Let's companion- do it right now. <laughs> a companion's guide to the A-team. <laughs> Holy shit. That nice. would be some funny shit. All right. So while we're working on uh, new and unique ideas to bring to our listenership, um, speaking of new and unique ideas, let's talk about the upcoming standard PTQ season. That's not new and unique. Yeah, I know. It's Delver all day. Yeah, it is. KYT, now I know we caught a lot of shit in the comments from our listeners, um, a couple in particular, about uh, our comments surrounding mental misstep and shit like that and you know the delver matchup and so on and so forth and apparently uh the the consensus seems to be that jay was right which i think is fine it's i'm glad that you know you're right sometimes well you win the dirtle consensus award all the dirtles agree with you agree all the delver dirtles doesn't agree with me chris lansdell and smitty you know who doesn't agree with you you know who doesn't agree with you mike flores okay mike flores mike flores and that, but all yeah. these random dirtles, they agree with you. Yeah. Okay. You no, can have it. Take it. You got me. You got me so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So I know, KYT, you have been, you know, you've got a WMQ, what? MCQ or some shit. Yeah, the, eh? World, the World Cup qualifier. So they. That's the one. The thing they, there's one next weekend in Montreal? Yeah. There's one, like, not this upcoming week. Well, the. It will be the weekend right after this podcast is released, and Correct. it's a thing that replaced Nats Q. There's one in Montreal, one in Toronto, one in Calgary. If I might go to Calgary if, if I'm actually desperate for this slot, but it's going to be really hard because you know the, it's like a depending on how many people show up, it's just going to be like a giant PTQ where you know the winner gets to uh, 
go to the I think is it Gen Con? I'm not entirely sure, but you get to yeah, yeah, Gen Con. Spit it out, Junior. Well, you get to represent, and you know it's not like old Nats where there's like a standard portion and then like a draft portion, and usually the top eight looks like I I I know who the top eight ends up being usually. So this will be interesting to see, uh, you know, because it's just going to be pure standard. So someone who runs really hot, hopefully me. Can can make it. <laughs> That's good. So, what have you been? Uh, what have you been looking at playing? Like, obviously, uh, Cap, Cap David Kaplan, a member of the uh, Canadian national team last year, and you know, top eight competitor at Worlds um, was Worlds. When right? this when this comes yeah. out, sorry, yeah, yeah. we're not going to have the new yeah. set yet, right? Correct. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I didn't think yeah. so, but the, the the set becomes officially legal on May fourth, I think. Fuck, that's forever. It seems that way, except it's really only like two and a half weeks away. Oh, okay. So, anyways, um, so I know Kaplan's been a strong Delver advocate forever, and you know he's got an article, I guess, on ManaDeprived.com, which is a pretty good read. I enjoyed reading it. Um, where he won the mocks actually with a Delver list that he's been playing basically since Dark Ascension Pro Tour, right? Yeah, he's been playing that forever, and he's been telling me he's been winning Infinite. Uh, if I if you go to mtgstats.com, one of those sites that track, I'm sure there's a number of these. Um, he actually ranks number one for I don't know what the exact metric is, but most standard wins. And he he's been Goobafish is his uh is his name. What's his list look like? It's pretty well. If you if you happen to since you have the whole internet in front of you, <laughs> if you go to manadeprived.com. No, I don't have that on my. Internet. Like he just and... said, Jay Bush. I don't have that on my internet. <laughs> what about people that don't have the internet? Okay, for those people that don't have the internet, here's the list that uh, don't that he's running here. All right, <laughs> so it looks like you do. It looks like the list is as follows: it's four Delver, three Geist, four Stalker, four Snapcasters. And it's four Gitaxian Probe, three Gutshot, four Mana Leak, one Midnight Haunting, four Ponder, four Vapor Snag, and four Sword of War and Peace. Huh. 20, 21 lands, three of them are Moreland Haunts, four Seachrome Coast, four Glacial Fortress, nine Islands, one Plains. Uh, sideboard looks like a lot of two ofs Celestial Purge, Dismember, Dissipate, Phantasmal Image, Revoke Existence, Sword of Feast or Famine, and Timely Reinforcements, with one Lonely Batter Skull as the 15th card. Man, that sounds really good. Sounds just like mine. Zippity da, zippity doo So anyway, so he's so like you know he's been winning infinite, um, and I don't know, like it it's is that the way to go? Like what do you, what's if it's mono delvers all day? Like is four swords the stone nut? I mean, he seems to insist that it is. Well. I think let's let's, let's uh, bring it over to our uh, Delver expert here. Hi, Bob? resident Delver expert. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Yes, I'm here with the Delver of secrets. <laughs> Bob. Hi, Bob. Um. <laughs> uh, so the thing is, in my opinion, <laughs> stop laughing. The thing, in my opinion, is if you are playing a big tournament or you are a good player, uh, Delver is still the best deck. Uh, even though all the Brewers and Dirtles are trying to beat Delver, um, it's still just the most consistent deck, and it's still the best deck. And like to be reasonably honest with everybody, the core doesn't really change that much. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but like it's not really changing a whole lot. It hasn't been changing a whole lot. 
Um, I don't know if you guys See, agree I, or disagree. But... No, I, I totally disagree, actually. Really? The, the core yeah. still has uh, blue lands. And okay, yeah, no, that's uh, true, yeah. Uh, be- before I actually <laughs> continue to embarrass myself, if you could just define for me what you feel the core of the deck to be, then I can continue to agree. I don't know, like Delver, Ponder, uh, Equipment, Invisible Stalkers, Geist, Snag. Okay, then yes, the core changes. I mean, yeah. I don't know, like, it, it does it really? I mean, oh, the, actually, yeah, I guess, you don't I know. Guess, right, because I don't know, because yeah. I only started playing Delver, uh, like, I started playing Delver late in the game. Right. Okay. Right now, there's so two Delver. From lists. when I started playing Delver until now, it hasn't changed at all. Really. Well, right now, there's two Delver lists. There's okay. the the equipment invisible stalker list. Yeah. With Geist. Yeah. Or there's the token Esper list. Oh, is that really a Delver deck, or is that Esper? Yeah. No, well, it's it's Esper Delver. Yeah, it's Delver. It's it's basically yeah. it's got it's got the Ponders, the Taxium Probes, the Delvers, yeah. Staffcaster Mages. And then it just has, instead of Geist, it has Lingering Souls. Lingering Souls. And, you know, it doesn't run equipment. It just runs uh, Captains. So, or or the Jerry T list, which runs Intangible Virtues. Yeah. Right. So, right. yeah, but they're they're radically different, right? Like, well, they all have different, different strengths. So, I'm, I'm not talking about that then, I guess. And, like, that's, I guess, where it comes in, where I said it, you know, stayed the same as I meant, like, mostly that... The, I mean, like, just standard blue-white Delver is the best deck, not Esper variants or... Right, right, right. Or, so then the question is, do you prefer, the... like, so which one is better uh, in terms of equipment? Like, is this, is, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there's so many subtle variances, right? You've yeah. got the ones with the four swords. You've got ones that are playing one sword, one swords. pike. I don't like You play pike. four swords? Pike is still bad. You still die to a bunch of shit. It still doesn't... Like do, Gunshot? Yeah, it still doesn't do fuck all. Uh, also, like I'm snap, I'm I'm snapcastering or flashing back a bunch of my spells all the time. Like that's and that that might just be me. I might be playing it and winning wrong with it. But like I find that I'm I my graveyard is just <laughs> fucking not full of instants and sorceries. Like and also like nobody does combat math wrong with a pike. Like 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 people will tap out and attack you, alpha strike you down to five, whatever, and they'll be like, well, like what's he gonna do? Untap, play a pike? Who gives a shit? I'll either chump block that or fucking take four. Big whippity doo. But when you have a sword of war and peace, you're like, wow, he like just he basically top deck miracle mode the sword, and then he cracks me for eight, and then he also gains four, and then he like plays a blocker. Fuck, I'm fucked. And now he can now he can live through a counter swing and swing back. And if I don't top deck something to get rid of that sword, he's going to gain life again, which negates my swing, blah, blah, blah. And like that, like the combat math makes Delver, the Delver matchup, like really complicated uh, when you're playing against the swords version. When you're playing against the pike version, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. He's just going to put yeah. a pike on his fucking, on his Geist. His Geist is going to have four first strike power. Um, well, uh, who gives a shit? Well, I'm just going to chump block that and or uh, kill it with like, a, you know, something. Like, I'm going to, you know, kill it with my Mirroring Crusader. Phantasmal image. You know, I'm going to Phantasmal image it still. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. Like, it's just, it just seems, I mean, the, you can still Phantasmal image a sorted Geist, but at least that Geist is going to get through. He has four toughness in case, you know, they're playing a color that's not. What do you mean? The Geist is not going to get through if you Phantasmal image it. It dies. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying it still can be with a sword. Like, Phantasmal image against Pike is not an argument, is what I was saying. And then I moved oh. on. Okay, so uh, yeah. what what I think the thing is is you're looking at Delver on Delver, like the reason why Pike is good with Geist is because when you're not playing against Delver, when you're playing against Green decks or whatever, Sword of War and Peace doesn't do anything. 
I yeah. still does. I don't agree with that. I always instinctually think that it doesn't do anything because I'm always playing against it, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, like, Sword of War and Peace, that's not the sword I wanted a top deck. I wanted a top deck Feast and Famine. And then I just put it on a Geist and still beat them. And again, like, every time you guys ask me about Delver, I, I just can't stress enough. I'm not the Delver expert. I just play Delver really well and win. I just I just can't tell you the theory behind it like Mike Flores can't. Because I know you. Yeah, I just I just think the pike is to give the uh, the guys first strike so you can swing with it because why wouldn't if that was the case then why wouldn't you just play spectral flight? It gets four four. Some some people do. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying like that's in my opinion like the worst version of Delver is the version that plays pikes, and then the second best version is the one that for some reason plays the comical card of uh, spectral flight, and then I think personally I think the best version is the version that plays. Uh, swords and even batter skull main, and that's just out of experience. That's just from playing the deck. I mean, it's meta dependent, I guess, right? Too, yeah. Yeah. Consider yeah. that, but yeah. Well, I think the the one of the major advantages that Delver has too is because there are so many different versions, and you know, there you can change only a couple cards, and it actually radically alters the way the deck actually performs. Um, And those changes can be very meta-dependent. Like, Thought Scour is actually just insane as, like, in the Delver-on-Delver matchup, right? So, like, the people that are running, you know, some sort of splits on those, I think is pretty sweet, because, like, you can use Thought Scour to, like, your opponent goes, like, Delver-Ponder, and then you use Thought Scour to fuck their Delver flip. So Unless they next level you good. and put the instant on the, the right, third, and, yeah, yeah of, of course, of course. Well, There's I guess it doesn't those. matter because they still uh, they still draw a card, so you can get two cards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, I was playing. I was playing against Delver. Uh, I did some playtesting against Delver because uh, last time I played F and M, I got destroyed by Delver. So I wanted to get some games and to get comfortable to match up with my F and M hero deck, and. Uh, so I played like 15 games with my buddy Jake, and my buddy Jake is, he's kind of weird, um, and I don't mean like weird, like scary weird, but um, he doesn't play magic almost at all, right? But he's good at magic. Like, uh, he used to play magic. He's like, he's like PV in that capacity? Uh, I don't know, I don't know if I call him like PV, but he's, yeah, he, <laughs> he is, he is like, like one of those people who don't need to play all the time to be good. Like, he used to yeah. play a lot, and then he decided that poker was more lucrative. So then he started doing poker for a living. And every now and then he'll just like pick up a deck. Like he picked up a Delver deck uh, the other day and then just like, you know, five would the FNM with it, you know? And he just told people like, Nope, no splits, like going all the way and just crushed, <laughs> crushed everybody, you know? So I was playing him cause he's a, uh, he's a good player. And uh, we played 15 games and I think I was, it was uh the record was three, three wins, 12 losses. And, uh, <laughs> One of the the few things that I noticed that he did a lot, um, he shipped almost every ponder that he's seen. Like he shipped probably he probably kept in fifteen games, he probably kept two ponders. Like when and, you say shipped, do you mean like from seeing it shuffle, off ponder? shuffled instead of shuffled draw, or, or do you mean yeah, you mean shuffled, yeah. Yeah. And uh that was surprising to me because Maybe I'm just like I, I'm probably just the worst player, but I'll I'll always just keep I'll keep a loose ponder, you know. I'll be like, yeah, there's a card in there I want. Oh, you know, I'll do it. I'm and like, that's a good thing. Like I mean, I don't even know. I'm really I I'm really bad at keeping ponders because I always like I don't know. 
I don't know how to determine if a ponder is good. If it has like land and then like probe and then like snapcaster mage. And I have like a mana leak in my graveyard or something, right? And I'm like, uh, and then I'm like, ah, oh, what if I ship that? And then I get like, I just rip a land. Like, that's filthy. Like, at least this way I know the cards that are in my pipeline. Yeah, but I you know guess I mean? for like, him, uh, what he said, what he says is like, I'm like, man, you ship a lot of ponders. And he's like, dude, I don't want garbage. And I'm just thinking like, in, to him, he has a game plan. He knows what he wants to do. And if those three cards don't do what he wants to do, he just ships them. Like, he'll just look at him and go, ah, that's terrible. Just ship it, you know? And uh, I think that's awesome because what I realized is, because I was thinking about this in my head, and I was like, well, what I usually would do is I would keep the ponder, and then I would um, just, like, Gitaxian probe to get a card deeper so that yeah. I can draw out of the ponder faster. Like, if I had a ponder... I do that a lot. Yeah, if I had a ponder where I had, like, one card I wanted to keep and then two that were like, eh, um, I would just ponder, keep it, get taxing probe to get deeper, and then the next turn it's almost like the ponder, you know, I'm not too deep. But what I realized I was doing by that is I'm not really, I'm not using the probe to dig deeper because what he would do is he would ship the ponder, draw, and then probe. So then he gets another fresh card off a of probe. Yeah. Not a mediocre card that he doesn't really want, you know? So I noticed that he was doing that, and the other thing that I noticed he was doing a lot more than like all the other people that I play at FNM was he was Snapcaster maging like left and right. Like he would be like turn two Snapcaster Mage probe. You know, like he basically Silvergill Adept. And uh he did a lot of like uh main phase Snapcaster Mage ponder. Well obviously I, main phase. I do that a lot too. Yeah, so it's like turn three, he's like Snapcaster Mage Ponder. And see I don't think you have, like, you can't dirtle around with Delver, right? Yeah. Like, Delver is an early to mid-game eh, deck. I kind of disagree, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's not to say that it, all I'm saying is that if I had to evaluate its strengths, it's it's most potent in the first seven turns. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's a deck where you you need to be putting pressure on all the time. Right. But the, and the then thing outside that... of that, if you haven't killed your opponent by turn seven... Like, you're probably, like, your match win percentage is probably plummeted by it, 30%. It probably does, but I don't, I don't know how to make statements like that based on no math. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't agree with that because I've had lots of my games go really long. And I think that's, that's why I'm drawn to Delver, is because you can have kind of like a bad to medium start to mid game, and then you just somehow, you just pull it off. And I think that's why everybody hates Delver too. Well, yeah, I think you have more than hot to, you know, give you that late game power. What I know, oh, yeah. what I noticed he was doing is he was like first couple turns crafting his hand, and then he would like unless he had a Delver, obviously. Then then Plan A is like play Delver, flip Delver, kill your opponent, you know. But uh, I noticed that he was doing like a lot of crafting his hand. Then he'd be like lingering souls. And then he would like lean on the lingering souls and snapcaster mage pressure until like until I did something like to try to react, and then he would just be like drug skull captain or drug skull captain image, and then like just hit me for a lot. Like he was using the drug skull captain as like a pump effect. Yeah, they were saying Jerry and um and crew were talking about it after Pro Tour Dark Ascension, where you really play like the the captains and the image almost as like an overrun. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that was the most is effective that, way they were saying to play it. Is that the Esper Delver deck? Yeah. yeah. It's just actually spirits. With, I thought that was a totally different deck. I thought no. the spirit deck that did uh, Drug Skull Captain Image was totally different than, than like Esper Delver. Is it not? Are those not two decks? So the difference is, is that, no, see, Esper Spirits and Esper Delver, the only real difference between the two, I believe, is that one plays the captains uh-huh. and one plays equipment. Oh. And that otherwise it's this, like this, the subtle changes that affect the nomenclature of the deck are very small as you move from list to list. I don't even think the ones that play swords or equipment is really a popular archetype. I think like no, there's, no, no, there's no. like Esper Spirits, which is like what I meant by Esper Delver, and uh, which is basically Delver with Lingering Souls and Captains yeah. instead of with. Uh, but it Geist also plays and... main deck images and stuff too, right? For the yeah, it has to. It? Yeah, main. Yeah, basically, it doesn't like play really Geist Stalker. Yeah, it doesn't play Geister Stalker, right? It plays it plays Souls, Images, Captains, and a couple Dungeon Geists too. Yeah, which Dungeon Geists. This is the deck that Finkel played and Sam Black yeah. made. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, okay. When yeah, when people so, say Esper Delver, I don't think of Esper Token. That's all I was saying. I just didn't yeah, realize really that they tokens. were the same deck. It would be more like Spirits, if anything. It's not really a token deck. I mean, you have Lingering Souls. That's your token maker. That's it. Yeah. 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 But like, but you're, but like, when I played the deck anyway, like I, and when I watched the deck tech and stuff, it just seemed to me like it was focusing more on the Captain Lingering Souls plan than the Delver followed up with Swords and Control Tempo to win yeah. the game that way, right? It's, like it seems still... like a totally different deck, not just a port of Delver into Lingering Souls. Yeah, I mean, it's still a tempo deck that has a. I guess I think the token. I think the Esper version has more of a mid game. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it's like it's basically like a tempo deck with a with a with a fair mid game like stability. Yeah. 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 Um, but but yeah, the that's record, the one. I fucking hate that deck, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I played against that, and I noticed those those were the things that he was doing that I thought kind of put him aside. Like because I played a lot of F and M, and I played against a lot of Delver players, and those were some of the things that I felt like were a big part of his success because every time he won the game, he would, it would, it would be the perfect su- succession of spells that he needed. Cause I think he was crafting like sick hands with the ponders by shipping them and stuff. And, um, or he'd be like, yeah, still had all these like, yeah. So it, rarely, like I notice like when I'm watching other people play F and M and stuff, uh, I notice their hand is full of like a bunch of dead cards, but I think that's because they're misusing their draw suite. Because every time I seen his hand, it was like all business. Interesting. Um, the lists that are on the comeback for Blue White Delver, I think, are really running, uh, leaning heavy into the gut shot again. Just which is what uh, Watanabe brought back, right? If I'm not mistaken, Kyt. Um. <laughs> that I, wow. Did you ask him because he's wow. Asian? Wow. <laughs> no, well, no, but I figured that if he's doing his homework, he would know that. I mean, isn't that what your people are bringing back, KYT? <laughs> whoa, whoa. I'm trying. Whoa. He what? played, so so what what made, what made Watanabe's list pretty insane is that he was playing three Gutshot and one um, Mutagenic Growth Mate because he was expecting a ton of Delver, which I thought was really interesting. Mutagenic Growth, uh, they used to run that when Gutshot was running crazy. Yeah, so he like really wanted to make sure he wasn't gonna lose the Delver Mirror. 
Yeah, did but do Delverdex still? How many gut shots do Delverdex play these days? Well, it depends, right? So anywhere from one to three to none. How many do you play, Jay? None. Whoa! Whoa! (laughs) Mind blown. Well, David Kaplan says it's correct to play three, so yeah, you know, we go from there. And uh, my buddy was—I think the Asper list play less, but my buddy was playing one, and uh, man, he was using that like a like a freaking. I don't even know how to slur here. Yeah, how to describe it, man? I was getting blown out by that freaking gut shot left and right, man. Yeah, like I mean, it's 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 the old argument of um, again, like it depends on if you're going to be playing against a lot of Delver or not. If you're not going to be playing against a lot of Delver, like I normally am not, and the people that are playing Delver, I'm better than at, in my at my store. So like, I don't have to worry about. Like that, that's just a dead card all the time. And I don't like when I play control decks, especially. And again, this is me not being a traditional control player. I don't know how to play control. I just play enough that I guess I learn somehow uh, intuitively, but I don't like, I can't like tell you how I play. But I don't like drawing a gut shot when I'm like 58 cards deep in my deck and I need anything but a gut shot or a land. And I rip a gut shot and I'm like, okay. Like, fucking sweet. This card doesn't do fuck all. And it's the same <laughs> argument to me as it is for uh, Mental Misstep, where it's just like, oh, I ripped that on turn five? Oh, man, sweet top deck. I hope they play a fucking Ponder on turn eight that I can <laughs> Mental Misstep. rinkity do. And, like, what card did I take out for Mental Misstep? Oh, probably something, even if it was garbage. Even if it was garbage, I could have used it to not just... I don't know, deep dick myself. Like, it's just fucking (laughs) filth. So, like, and, like, the thing with Gutshot, it's amazing when they have, like, the double Delver hand, and they're like, Delver, and you're like, Gutshot, and then they're like, Delver, and then you're like, Gutshot, and you're like, eh, eh, I said good game. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, when they go, like, turn two, Invisible Stalker, and you're like, oh, Rickid. And then they're like, Gutshot you. Yeah, they're like, turn three, Geist. And you're like, oh, man. This fucking this opener looked sick playing against the Delver deck, which I am not playing against, it would appear. Or they're like, uh, turn three souls, and you're like, oh man. Do I gut shot these guys? Yeah, we get it. You can paint situations where gut shot is not good. We get that. They're easily sideboarded out at that point. But then I, I, I think don't that, like starting. I mean, them. let's say he plays a throne of last troll and you're like <laughs> gut shot. I'm like, wow, this paper snag Dungrove looks really good right Elder. now. <laughs> Shit. What if he plays the Dungrove Elder? We don't know. Gut oh, shot. Right, sorry, oh, I forgot that we're great. in the, the Chris Lansdell school of magic here, Elvis. Anyways, uh, Todd Anderson. Why don't you guys tell me more about why fucking gut shot's good? Tell me that. Welcome. Anyways, so, so me. Uh, it's, funny, it's funny that we talked about how terrible Pike is. Uh, what Nobby's list and the, this, this list that he made, he made basically put like six people into the top eight. Um, of Grand Prix Koala Lumpur, the end of March. Uh, they were running three Rune Chanter Spikes main deck. Well, um, let's not say we talked about that because Jay talked about how uh, Pike is not good. And on top of that, Jay has hated Pike ever since day one. That's true. So. That's true. The one noticeable thing that I find is that the decks that are playing Pike are also running the full pack of Thought Scour. Yeah. And they're using it to, mm-hmm. like Jay said, like, Nobody fucks up combat math with Rune Chanter's Pike. Well, they do if Thought Scour's in the in game, right? Because Boom. often they'll be like, "All right, Thought Scour, myself, you know, 
add three damage to the pile. Oh. <laughs> you know? So good. So yeah. Anyways, it's it's a it's an interesting list as well. Um, it's still got the full four pack of geists, a couple stalkers, a couple dungeon geists in the main to handle some of the big stuff. Um, four snapcasters, four delvers. It's almost exactly the same land base. Uh, but then you're into like gut shots, mana leaks, one mutagenic growth, right? Like we talked about, mm-hmm. ponders, thought scars, vapor snakes, and pike. I mean, sideboard's fine. Um, but it's it's an interesting list. I'm just sick of delver. I think. You know, I don't want to see another Delver, you know, unless it's in my opening hand and I have a blue source. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a strong deck. I find that, um, maybe it is just people playing it, but, uh, I find that it's, has a very strong tendency to become, you know, to operate inconsistently, like more so than a lot of the other decks that I've seen. You know, maybe it's just that people are leaning too heavy on, you know, getting the Delver into play and flipping it, and then hoping that wins the game. Yeah, I think a lot of people just don't play that deck, right? Yeah, okay. Although, too, I, I've noticed, too, because everybody's kind of um, gaming against Delver, uh, I don't I don't know if I even would play Delver anymore. Like, I, I, I'll, I gotta, let's be reasonable. I'm never going to cut a Delver from my deck ever, no matter what. Uh, but, like, I, I, can, I can pretty much guarantee you that, like, every single matchup, every single game, two and three that I play, I've bored my Delvers out. You bored like, your people, Delvers out? Yeah, people seem so surprised by that. They're like, they, like, at the end what? of the game, I've, like, raped them with assorted, like, with ten swords and, and only hexproof guys. I like they like flip over their seven card hand and they're like, Oh man, look at all these Doom Blitz and Tragic Slips and Gut Shots and then I'm like, Yeah, I just boarded my Delvers out And then they're like, Really? I'm like, Yeah, well why wouldn't I? All my other creatures have hexproof and you are boarding in removal for my Delvers. And then they're like Oh man and I'm I like, don't... Is that not <laughs> next like, level? I'm just gonna say hilarious. this. I'm just gonna say, I don't no think you ever. I don't think you ever bored Delver out. I don't think ever. Yeah. What? I don't think I Justin Richardson's gonna agree with this all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think people who are boarding in removal for your Delver are are just. I don't know, man. <laughs> Why are you boarding in yeah, removal for Delver? To, like, if you can't beat a Delver in deck, ancient grudge. Hi, Bob. <laughs> You're getting all Bob on us. Yeah, down, they're Bob. they're supposed to bring in they're supposed to bring in ancient grudges so that your hexproof guys are less good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're supposed to do, so that your stalkers are actually terrible post board. But I guess oh, you're yeah, running into sure. people that just that just but, but, have like but I'm, people are so against um people are so against the Delvers that they're bringing in removal for them too. And then I just board out my Delvers. A lot of times I I've like I'll board out my Delvers and uh, I'll board out maybe some equipment for like better equipment and I won't lean on it so much. Or sometimes I leave my Delvers in and I'm like, it's fine if they have removal and I'll board out my swords and stalkers and I'll play like more control and more guys or, you know, I mean, it depends on the matchup, but, but uh, yeah, like I, they're supposed to be bringing in ancient grudges, but people just have such a hate for Delver that they'll, they're just like blinded. <laughs> they're like raged, well- right? Don't you just beat well, those yeah. people instead of like boarding your Delvers out? <laughs> no, I board my Delvers like, out, and then they just sit there with a handful of removal, fucking mad at me. I mean, anyone who has a handful of removal to your one Delver is still gonna lose. Mm, maybe. 
Not if I'm I don't like know, Delver, man. Not, if I'm like, think... not if I'm like Delver Pike, and then they're like, "Oh, got you with a Doom Blade." <laughs> I think you know what I think. I think you're as bad as the people who are boarding in removal for your Delver. You're boarding your Delvers out. I think that's you're. You guys are just. You guys make a beautiful couple together. You know. <laughs> They're Next leveling bad players. They have they have Doomblade in their sideboard, and you're like, boarding my Delvers out, gotcha. <laughs> Not gonna play one of the best cards in standard, gotcha. <laughs> what the I just hell? don't I don't agree with that. I don't think that I should be playing into their removal if I know they're gonna try to do it. I think you're just running scared. What? Just beat them. Beat them without it. Why? I'm I am beating them without it. <laughs> beat them without you boarding it out. Without boarding it out. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, I feel like it's probably really loose. But I also feel like, again, this is one of those meta-dependent things that if everybody yeah. around you has just decided that this is the correct way to sideboard against your deck, then you want to next level those people. Then I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I obviously don't recommend that for random turtles that are taking a Delver deck well, and going to a Grand Prix just, and thinking, "Well, Jay did it, so it's got to." I work. just don't understand. I, do I don't understand this podcast. You guys, nobody plays Delver. And yet I you used guys to play have Delver all, these, all the time. You have these opinions on Delver, and I then used, I played then, Delver more than you played Delver. And then, and then <laughs> get the hell out of here. And then what happens is you guys talk about <laughs> things like, "Oh man, you should totally be playing three gut shots right now because against Delver, where all the creatures are hexproof except for Delver, it's really good." And then somebody's like, "Man, you know it's really good against removal for Delver is not having Delver, so they just have dead cards." And then you guys are yeah. like, "No, you're an idiot." <laughs> Okay, we said we said that Gutshot was good, and we also referenced David Kaplan's deck list, who's been killing it at the mocks. I'm not and saying this it's is... bad. I never said that it was bad. I never said anything. You did say it was bad. And no, I didn't. Is is Gutshot is Gutshot good or bad? I don't like Gutshot right now. I okay. didn't say his deck list was bad. So what I'm saying is, I'm going by first of all, I'm going by this guy who actually is playing Delver in a real well, how, competitive. How good, okay, this is this thing. How good? Would gut shots be if there was no Delvers? That would be bad. They still kill Snapcaster Mage, yeah, they which still, is a very capable sword paradise. I mean, they also kill. Hold on, hold on. They also kill all of the Moreland Hot tokens that you're making with all of the dead guys. All right, so yeah, like it, yes, yeah. it's used to it's Delvers a tempo deck. It's used to keep you and best mana to try to those too. You're right. So how good would it be if you had seven ways to do I don't want to play I don't want to play the opposite of what Jay was playing earlier where he's painting all the pictures where a gut shot is bad and then now we're just going to no, paint no. all the pictures where a gut shot <laughs> is good. Like... Paint, paint them all cuz cuz this is the problem <laughs> that I'm having with your argument is that you're saying that I should not be boarding out removal when other people are boarding in removal or keeping removal no, in. No, I'm saying you should not be boarding out, out Delver. And then yeah. and then I'm saying, well, why would I play into their hand, no matter what they have? And isn't that like all of what the deck building and the meta changes and the sideboarding is? Aren't you always, when you're going to a tournament, you're trying to anticipate the changes and anticipate the sideboarding that that your opponent is making and then counteract that? Like, if I knew that you were sideboarding out swords, I sure as fuck am not sideboarding in Divine Offerings. Yeah, if you know without a shadow of a doubt that they're taking swords out, then yeah, you don't... Right. Board in so, if I, if, so if I know that you're putting in like three gut shots or keeping in three gut shots and bringing in a fourth one and a mental misstep, why wouldn't I get rid of the only targets you have for that? I'm, I'm saying the reason I bring this up is not because I'm trying to change the way you're playing your FNM because obviously something is going on in the Twilight Zone over there where people have Doom Blades in their sideboard. <laughs> okay. 
They have Doom Blades in their sideboard <laughs> for the Delver matchup. I mean, just listen to that. It's insane, okay? But beyond that, okay, beyond that, I'm saying it for the listeners, maybe new players to Delver who are going to be playing Delver, don't board out your Delvers. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying Jay Bush, don't board out your Delvers. I'm telling the, the listener, like, I don't care what oh, you gee. do. I'm just telling the listeners, it's not, you know, you're coming on as authority for Delver. You know, which I, which, trying... I, which I said like a hundred times on this podcast, this <laughs> single episode, episode 80, not to mention the other episodes, that I am not the authority on Delver. Okay, I'll be the authority. Don't board out your Delvers. Okay. It's not good. Don't do it. Chicka, chicka. I like the reason I haven't uh, been up to date with the blue white is that the version I've been playing the last couple of days is the Esper Tokens version, which um, outside of maybe the the mana, I actually like. I think the mana's fine. I really like that deck um, compared to uh, playing blue white. I think blue white is just some matchups that are that are meant to beat you, like uh, the red-green decks, like uh, Ship at Hollow, Michael Hedrick's uh, deck, or certain red-green decks, or, or Nyapod decks are just really good against the blue-white uh, stalker list. And so I'm opting to try something else and, and having some success with the Esper Tokens list. Now, you've also been peddling for Wolf Run lists too, right? Why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, I just feel that a lot of the decks that I'm playing have a lot of these high variance parts to it, like Stalker plus Sword or um, Champion of the Parish, which I, you know, hate ripping as a top deck when I'm playing, <laughs> you know, black white tokens or humans. And I just like I'm like talking to Alex. Maybe I just want to ramp and just like slam Titans because that's how Kibler won the Pro Tour. That's how Ianaga won Worlds. And like, why aren't we going back to just like being able to to slam big spells instead of having these cards that... Because, like, those decks, when it goes to top deck mode, you, you're still feeling good because you can rip something big that can actually turn the tide. So so yeah. that's what I'm asking. But, you know, everyone says it loses to blue-black control. I don't know how popular that's going to be. but uh, So you should just play uh, Conley's Junk Ramp deck. Yeah, that, that actually top four the, S, the last yep. SCG. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. And it was the old version. Before he started playing uh, two Massacre Worms in the 75, which is pretty insane. Um, so, like, I've been playing it a lot. Um, I'm contemplating taking it to my GPT on Sunday, or on Saturday, truth be told. Hmm. So, I'll let you know. Yeah, you know, you know I mean, I'm interested in any, like, ramp strategy that can, that being good, because I just, you know, got to slam Titans before they're gone, maybe. Is that, <laughs> yeah, is that I, really, yeah, uh, is that the deck, does he, pl- does he also play the swords, like, for the turn two sword possibility? What in the Conley stack? Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. 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 It's it's like lingering souls. Like this deck. This deck's actually crazy. So you're like, you're. Tr- th- we talked about this last week, right? It's it's like ramp spells, removal, solemns, Sorens, day of judgment, and then like, uh, grave titans, prime titans, and elish norns. Wow. Um, and then also it's running, uh, like it's got um, ratch bomb, massacre worm, stuff like that as well to handle some of the you know more aggro hordes, um. But yeah, it's been pretty awesome, you know, uh, being able to, like, Elish Norn's insane, obviously, and yeah. being able to play her very early is wicked, um, and, like, Lingering Souls is is obviously an Unreal card, and being able to play, you know, Soren is sort of like the Huntmaster in this deck, except that it's tougher to kill, 
which is good. Uh, and it also allows you to like still play Wrath of God without losing any real value from playing Soren. So it's uh, it's pretty sweet deck. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Like I haven't played a ramp deck in a long time, and being able to just like mindlessly play shit and just drop bomb after bomb after bomb is pretty awesome. And like like you get the two, you go the um, the two four six into Grave Titan followed by like Elish Nord on turn five. <laughs> You just bash. It's a really good feeling. Not gonna lie to you. I think ramp is a is a good strategy against Delver. Um, I've been uh, I I I played those games with with my buddy Jake, and the thing that I found was when I had the early ramp, like early birds and stuff that didn't get killed or bounced, um, I was able to steal the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the few times that I did win, it was uh. Uh, I have a couple rampant growths in my deck, so it was like starts with like birds, and then turn two rampant growth, and then like on turn three I can drop a five drop, and so that was like putting the, the having that much mana early uh, made me put threats down that were stuff that he needed to deal with and just got overcome overcome you know. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. I, I'm enjoying the list. It's it's a lot of fun, and then the sideboard you get nice good stuff too right there's a lot of good sideboard cards in those colors and you get the you know being able to play cards like ray of revelation and naturalize obviously is crazy so it's good but scott you haven't run into like blue black control right you haven't had the chance to play so the good news is there's not a lot of it like not a lot of people are playing it because most people i know are playing some form of aggro deck and like blue black just can't do it right like they just can't beat today's aggro decks so as a result, it's just not really around. Okay. So like it seems to be the right time to prey on it, you know? And then once everyone goes, oh, like so ramp is pretty good because your natural, you know, like the 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 planeswalker control one isn't bad um for ramp. Like it's the yes, S it's tough. Because Shaheen says it's like a buy, right? And if you're playing against a red-green version, then I totally I totally agree, because you know, there's no answers for the Planeswalkers, right? But if with the Junk version, like, you have most of the walkers that they're playing anyway, right? So you can either stick your walker first, or just walker their walker, and then stick a Titan and win. So it's still pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think Ramp is is you know generally well established. If they can beat Delver fairly reliably, uh, then it seems like it could be you know pretty good in the next couple weeks. Obviously, the landscape radically shifts uh, when the new set hits Avacyn Restored. There's been some pretty insane stuff that's been spoiled so far. Yeah. So, do we want to kind of get into talking about some of that? I wanted to ask you about one deck. Uh, did you yeah. get a chance to check out or try? Uh, Alien. I think we may have even talked about this deck, but I only saw it this now. This is the Venser Life Gain deck. His uh, his Reaver deck, blue white yeah. Reaver deck. Yeah, it uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's going to uh, it's not going to do so well against uh decks with trample, I guess, because it uses a lot of tokens and stuff. So you may be okay with you know some really strong red green aggro, um. But, you know, obviously it's playing a good complement of Day of Judgments and Ratchet Bombs, so, you know, in the Stonehorn Dignitary. I imagine yeah. the Surgical Extraction is probably going to be pretty good. I mean, that combo, against that though. deck. Like, some decks are just cold to it, right? So. 
Yeah, I mean, it's four and five mana, right? So you've got to be in a position where you can still try to get around that. Yeah. But it it looks pretty, like, just to play the Reaver and then Pristine Talisman draw a card or something, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and, and listen, and for control matchups, being able to play the 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 transforming chalice or whatever out of the sideboard is insane. He said he said he ended up cutting it though. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think it's just too crazy. Just like five 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 kill you. But you know, Batterskull and a Reaver is still pretty good too. Yeah. So, so that's one of the other interesting lists. Um uh I've been trying black white tokens, but you know, I, I that's why I like Esper tokens more. I, I need my ponders. <laughs> Sometimes mm. black white really comes down to needing to draw either the crusade spell or the token making spell. And if I draw the one, wrong one, I'm dead. So, uh, yeah. so I'm at Esper tokens right now and exploring. Which that. version are you running? Like Jerry's version? I am running Jerry's version uh, with blade splicers and with, virtues without without blade splicer going. Uh, going all four, like, I think he was playing three Virtues, I'm playing four. Like, really going okay. on the tokens uh, plan. And I, I think I'm cutting Consecrated, like, he had Consecrated Sphinx in his newest list, I cut that, but it's been feeling good, so. Did you cut it without testing it, or did you test it first? Uh, I cut it without testing it. Okay. Because, so I'm not uh, sure it could be good. Yeah, I've been hearing that it's good. Uh, I know that Mike Flores uh, put up a post on his blog where he was talking about making a budget Delver deck, and he was <laughs> saying that uh, that the Sphinx was really good. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Like, Caleb Durward ran one, um, and Jerry actually added one to his list, I think, after watching it in play. So, I mean, like, adding the one, I think, is a result of playtesting. And, I mean, it is just one, right? Like, I mean, you know as well as anyone else, you can manipulate your cards, and if you don't need it, you ship it. Or you could just sideboard it out with your Delvers, you know. When... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's that too. I said good game, sir. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, it's, I, I think it's a pretty strong list. I mean, the only thing that we have to be careful of is that, you know, uh, when Delver gets really popular, Tokens gets popular because it's good against Delver, and then everyone starts playing Corrosive Gale and Ratchet Bomb. Oh. And then we go, yeah, right? So then you just get blown out, right? So you kind of have to be careful about that, you know, when you're building your decks, folks, and when you're keeping an eye on your meta shifts. Because if something, you know, if it's a very clearly defined cycle that we've been through, right? Um, The zombie lists as well are doing a really good job of trying to keep, you know, some of the lighter control decks in check. Um like, if you're not playing three Celestial Purge in your sideboard, they're probably going to just get you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a if you go through back from when Dark Ascension became legal, like, Todd Anderson just posted another video with Mono Green. So, like, we're back to that. Ugh. Right? Yeah. Sick. So, yeah, and Sword of War and Peace basically pushes your stool in, too, right? <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah, Kaplan's, Kaplan's list is looking better and better every day, isn't it? Abyssin Restored launches shortly. Um, do we want to kind of like pick a couple cards uh, out of the spoiler that we think are pretty relevant and then just quickly talk about them? Sounds uh, good. I guess, yeah. I, I don't know about quickly, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So I want to just go ahead and say, like, I'm scrolling through the visual spoiler on Wizards. The lands in this set are stunning. Stunning! Like, every single one of these in foil <laughs> is going to look redonkulous. Yeah, I'm really excited They're pretty it. sick. If they, they're really sick. So I just wanted to start with that, because that's really important. Yeah. Let's talk more about the lands than the cards as just a big troll. It'll be funny. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually really neat because if you look at island number no. <laughs> yeah. So as expected, the mothership site is not one hundred percent up to date with all the spoilers, so I'm gonna go to gatheringmagic.com. Gatheringmagic.com. Which is a, a very reputable site for right. spoilers and uh and stuff, and I'm gonna just take a look at some. Wow. So we we can start with the one that Mike Flores previewed, and every card that Mike Flores previews gets heavy play at one time or another. Go back to, like, Lotus Cobra and stuff like that. He recently spoiled uh, Tamio, the Tamio the Moon Sage, which is the first of two Planeswalkers in the set. It's a mythic, obviously, for Blue Blue 3. Uh, starts out with four loyalty, and it's plus one, tap target permanent. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Minus two, draw a card for each tapped creature target player controls. And minus eight, you get an emblem with you have no maximum hand size, and whenever a card is put into your graveyard from anywhere, you may return it to your hand. So, like, another example of, you know, people are, are comparing her to Venser in terms of a power level um, you know, where it's got a neat little ability and it's got, uh, you know, a minus that isn't terrible and it's got this ultimate that if you ever get there, it will completely just end the game. So I think she's pretty sweet. Um, what do you guys think of her? Uh, I think she's definitely better than Venser by, by a long shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the main reason, well, there's a bunch of reasons. Number one is that she protects herself. So you can uh, tap down a dude and uh, stop him from killing her. Uh, number two, uh, she can draw cards like immediately, which is pretty insane. Uh, you know, we've seen the Garruk Primal Hunter. He's seen a lot of play uh, with the Mono Green deck because when you play him, you can draw. And people were using that quite a bit, even though it meant that they just play him and then he dies, you know? Right. Yeah, right. But, yeah, but if, like, Thrun or a Titan's on the table, you've paid, like, five mana to draw four to six Yeah, cards. but you could still do that with this guy, and it sticks around. Yeah. Which is insane. Now, the only issue that I have with um, with that, uh, with the protection in the one, like, I really, like, a lot of people also said, you know, well, that's a Johnny Vengeance ability. Well, Vengeance just basically said it doesn't untap. It didn't actually tap anything actively. So I think that the fact that she does is really relevant, right? Oh, yeah. Um. I, I when I look at when I look at her all of her abilities, they look a lot like they look like they play really well with other people. Like I feel like she's not like a strong standalone card like Jace, for example. You know, like Jace is insane. And not even Jace, but like pick like picking up like Soren stands on his own for the most part, right? Like he does stuff that you know my point is is that she really plays extremely well and synergistically off other walkers or other cards. Like her tap target permanent is insane with Gideon. Because you just like tap a guy and then Gideon assassinate. I mean her you know? second like, ability is insane with Gideon. It's like Well I, oh, I was getting yeah, to that too, right? Attack me, okay, play my dude, draw <laughs> cards, attack me again, go. Like Yeah. 
So it's it's pretty crazy, right? Like um, her ultimate, like I said, is just game winning. Like there are so many situations and so many cards that I can think of that just like are instantly ridiculous with that emblem in play. But I mean, like she starts at four and it's plus one per. So like it seems like it's a long way to go with her. So I feel like you kind of have to put her into like like a really hardcore board control deck so that you can have as many turns as you need to get there. You know, I, I don't think that's necessarily true because this is the kind of planeswalker you could just run four of them, and then because of the draw ability, you could just play it, draw a bunch, let her let him kill her, play the next one, tap a guy down, you know, use a removal spell, go, you know, this kind of stuff. It it's it seems to work uh, well in that in that situation. You know, I don't feel like I don't feel like it's it feels more to me like she can both be like. She can hold the board down in certain situations, but she can also just be like a disposable planeswalker, kind of like Garuk uh, Primal Hunter, where you're drawing a bunch of cards, letting her die, and then playing another one. Hmm. Yeah, that may be a good point. Um, the the format right now being full of like flooding the board with guys and swinging a lot leads me to believe that her protection ability is probably not going to be quite as solid as we expect it to be. Um. But I mean, like, if you're just like wrathing the board and then dropping her, maybe that's a different situation. Yeah, that's a totally different situation. So <laughs> dropping her to an empty board is just pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only drawback to me um, for the Walker, well, there's two drawbacks to me that kind of are red flags. Uh, it's the fact that she costs five mana. Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit of a red flag. I mean, obviously she's in C play, but uh, you know. I'm not going to say well, she should have been four mana, but I'm just saying like uh, typically four mana walkers are like easier to call. the uh, The second thing is that the ultimate ability is much like a Venser ability, like yeah. in the fact that it doesn't end the game. It gives you this advantage that's nice, but it doesn't necessarily end end the game. I mean, Mike Flores did a good job of painting some scenarios that would be pretty insane, you know, but um. Yeah. You know, I think the kind of deck that she's going to end up in uh, will probably not use the final ability much. It'll just be... I think the other two abilities are good enough for her to see some play. You know, I think I think that it's, a, it's a good card. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, you, you mentioned Venser's ultimate, but you imagine the two emblems together, and that's absurd, right? Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you're just like playing cards and if they go to the graveyard it just you draw them and you're removing permanents, you know? Like like uh, yeah. Mike was saying Thought Scour. So yeah. you're just like, yeah, Thought Scour, which is ancestral recall. And then you're like, Oh, by the way, exile this permanent. Thought Scour again, exile that permanent. Thought, you know? thought Scour yeah. actually becomes better than recall there because you get your Thought Scour back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Dream Twist is another one, by the way. <laughs> Imagine Jace Memory Adept, mill myself for 10. I mean, draw 10. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's really easy to win with Laboratory Maniac at that point, right? Yeah. Man, Chris Lansdell, when did he get on the A-team? All over this <laughs> Man, you just so. love that Chris Lansdale guy, huh? <laughs> he, he builds the best decks. You got a big old broner for him, don't you? You got, you got Japanesey <laughs> Lemon Squeezy. You got Jace. You got Lab Maniac? That sounds Woo. like a deck right there, man. Dream. <laughs> so, dream so what twist you, myself. Boom. So, Jay, what do you think? Boom. Roasted. Oh, I don't do know. I, I don't want to give him an opinion of this because, you know, I mean, it's, I obviously have no idea what I'm talking about. 
Okay, thanks. So, what do you think, KYT? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great card. But uh, you guys are, like already talked a lot about it, so I have nothing to add. Do you think this will be good in Delver, Jay, since you're the Delver expert? He, he said he wasn't. <laughs> you're, the, <laughs> you're the new Delver expert. Would you side this in instead of Delver's? Would you side yourself Delver's <laughs> yeah. out for this guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All day. All day. All right. The other card I want to mention is Grizzlebrand, uh, which is a legendary creature demon. It's a 7-7 flying lifelinker for 8 mana, which is 4 colorless and 4 black. Um, it's got this awesome ability that says pay 7 life, colon, draw 7 cards. <laughs> um, I guess it's okay. So, <laughs> like... Like this guy's. If you ever get this guy on the table and he like he's, it's insane, right? Like seven seven flying life link. You pay seven, draw seven cards. So he basically just says, you know, draw as many sevens as you want, and then start bashing and draw more sevens. Like you will never ever play Jin Kataxis over this guy ever again, right? Do you think that's uh, the case? Uh, I don't know. Jin Kataxis stops your opponents from drawing cards, do you? Yeah, that's what's yeah. insane. Like you Gizzle, yeah. you Grizzlebrand, and I. Just vapor snag you after you've like fourteen yourself. That's true. That's what like my my thought. Was I don't think this card's insane. I don't. I was thinking about putting this guy in a reanimator in in the place of Jinkataxis, but as I thought about it, it uh, it seems it seems not as good as Jinkataxis. I mean, I guess we just weigh the pros and cons, right? Um, the pro is that you could draw fourteen cards if you want it. Um, the other pro is that he doesn't die to dismember, right? Which Jinkataxis yeah. does. Um, and uh, the other pro is that he has lifelink. So if you're in a situation where you need to block and gain life or something like that, which happens a lot in Reanimator, um, then that's good, right? Uh, the cons are that he costs eight mana. So yeah. when you reanimate him, you lose eight life. Yeah. And then if you're going to try to draw seven, then you also have to lose seven life, so that's fifteen life. And if you fetched and force a wield, you're at three, right? <laughs> Which is they're just bolt. gonna bolt you, right? <laughs> and yeah. so, so like the problem is, is the losing the life to draw the cards is uh, maybe not practical all the time. Where Jinka Taxes, you can do it at one life, and then still drawing seven, you know? Yeah, uh, that's fair. The other thing is, is that uh, <laughs> it doesn't stop your opponent from. Like with Jinkataxis, if they don't draw something in the next turn, then they pretty much are reduced to one card per turn, and you're yeah. and you're gonna force a wheel that card or something, you know. Where with this guy, you might draw force a wheel, but they still have a whole hand to battle this guy. That's fair. That's fair. yeah. I, I yeah. Just imagine, John. You're like pay seven. They're like in response removal. You're like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta pay seven again. Like, like you said, you basically don't even have seven more to pay. Like, it's yeah. in in legacy at least. You're probably not going to be able to pay fourteen. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you could, you will draw the seven because the Billy goes on the stack. But then you'll be at low life, and you need to make something happen, and you can't reanimate again. So, like, yeah. it turns off like three of your other cards. If you reanimated him, then you can't reanimate again. So now you're looking for like an animate dead or. Uh, an exhum, you know, and then exhum gives your opponent something, you know, which is not always relevant, but you know, it's just kind of like all of this could be avoided if you just reanimated Jinkataxis instead, 
Yeah, that's fair. I'm really excited to play this guy in a couple of my commander decks, by the way. Yeah, like he'll be fine as commander. Sheldon and a yeah. bunch of whiners. Maybe not Sheldon. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't I shouldn't say this. Somebody said that Sheldon uh was on the side of the whiners already. And a bunch of fucking whiners. I heard whiners. it was the other way around. No, I I heard that somebody said, Don't worry, everyone. Sheldon is aware of your concerns and he's on your side. Like for great justice. We will never let anyone play with Grizzlebrand as a commander because that is against fun. So, I mean, I don't know it's if Sheldon terrible. actually is on their side or not, uh, so I don't want to say that. But all the whiners, fuck you guys, you guys are idiots, fucking retards, like Grizzle Brown well, is so crazy. It's not going to get Ugh. banned until fucking June anyway, right? Like June, like we get it May 4th, the next ban and restricted announcement is June 20th. So, like, you got a bunch of time to just pound the living shit out of this guy and have a lot of fun. He's not, and, like, again, like, he's not even that great, like... There's no way this guy gets banned in Commander. You could play Necropotence. Not, no, not in Commander as a Commander. No like way. Fellows. No. Doesn't matter. You no, no, I don't. I don't think he does guy. either. That's stupid. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, just yeah. like and everybody got all the whiner. Yeah, I agree. I think this guy's fine. In like, commander. what do you do? You you fucking you you spend a bunch of your turns like getting infinite life and uh, like infinite mana, and then you cast Grizzlebrand and hope that none of the anybody has a counterspell, and nobody has removal. And then you, what, you just, like, pay infinite life to draw your entire deck? Well, there's, like, infinite cards that already do that, you fucking yeah. retards. Yeah. So, anyways, it's, I, I think it looks like fun. I think it's a really neat, neat card, and uh, that's why I picked it. So, Jay, card, what do you like out of the spoilers so far? Mm. Really like Planes number three. Looks really nice. What a freaking troll. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not jacked about any of these cards. You guys know me. I don't like spoiler season. Insanes and exclamation points. This card is so crazy. No, I don't know. None of these cards are really great. Like, I think it's cool that they have a cycle of really annoying angels. Yeah. That are, like, multicolored and obviously meant for commander. Uh, that green-white angel that's hexproof and stops... Um, sacrifices. That's gonna be yep. annoying to play against. That's gonna. Six, it's a five-five flyer for five with hexproof. That's not worse enough that you yeah. can't even you can't even tribute that card. Oh, wicked. Uh, <laughs> I I uh, sort of like the red devil, but everybody's an idiot, so I don't really want to talk about. What do you mean that. by that? Well, everyone's like. Oh, what do you mean by that? They, half the people are like, oh my god, this makes red deck win so good. Oh my god, oh my god. And, like, it doesn't at all. <laughs> that sounds uh, like your Lansdale voice. And then, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and then the other half of the people are like, oh, this card is not as good as everybody thinks it is. And I'm just a smug bastard, and I'm gonna sit over here, and I'm gonna say, not everybody thinks that this card is so good. And everybody else that thinks it's good, newsflash, it's not so good. Uh, I'm so, I'm so smug. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. And it's just like, oh my god, I just fucking don't want to talk to anybody about so anything So what do you ever. think about the card? I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's effectively just take four, or do nothing. That's what that yeah. card is. Newsflash, everybody. Your opponent will always just make you sacrifice that guy instead of taking fucking eight. You retards. <laughs> like, well, yeah. you know what I'm going to do? With no Vapor Snag in my Delver deck, I'm going to fucking let you play that on turn one and crack me on turn two, hoping to rip a Vapor Snag. 
Then I'm going to not rip a vapor snag, and I'm going to let you crack me on turn three for eight. <laughs> and then I'm going to go, fuck. Guess I should have just taken four. Oh, you fucking retards. What I'm going to do is I'm just going you're going to play that, and I'm going to be like, yep, take four. And you're going to be like, oh, take four and sacrifice it. Like you're going to, like you're trying to make sure I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah, put that in the bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to have, then they're, they're, have then a then guy they're gonna with be a like... sword, and you're going to be like, play this guy. And I'm going to be like, yep, block that with my fucking tokens. All day, kill you. So, uh, I I hear this guy's gonna be pretty good with Have and Go Lich. I don't even know what that card does. Yeah, it does everything. <laughs> I know that every podcast episode we do, Scotty Mac goes, "This card's gonna be pretty good with Have and Go Lich." <laughs> Ali oh no, Scott's has, the smug bastard. Elliot <laughs> has a has a deck that he gains infinite life with his Have and Go Lich. Oh, I I don't even know what this card fucking does. I just know, I just know Chris Lansdale's really excited about it. Chris Lansdale does not talk about having Golich. Are you high? He talked about it today. <laughs> he talk- Anyways. Go look at his Twitter. He talked about it today. Anyways. Uh, I'm not really super excited about any of the real mega cards. I, like. I, I think the miracle mechanic is trash. Do you want to elaborate on that? Because we've actually had some people asking us to okay, talk about sure. that tonight. The miracle mechanic is fucking gay. Um, I'm going to lift the G-bomb ban to describe this miracle mechanic. Sorry, Bank. Oh, and he's not talking about the pejorative sense here. <laughs> That's right. Ultra non-pejorative. Um, the miracle mechanic reads, put a card in your deck that costs a million to do, <laughs> to do something marginal, like take an extra turn or uh, five damage to the face. And if you top deck that card, you can, without touching any other cards in your hand, immediately reveal that card if it's the first card you drew that turn and then you can pay it for uh, a trap cost so it's like it's like you have to do it immediately and you have to do it immediately and it has to be the first card you've drawn that turn so if you draw a card then ponder then put you set up your miracle then you draw your miracle then you flash your miracle then some guy's like yep that doesn't work then you're like oh bo ba do Okay, but how does this make the mechanic not good? Uh, well, it just rewards garbage plays. It's just like, I know I'm just going to get the smug bastard who's like, oh man, I top-decked four mountains in a row, uh, and you just took the four from my fucking devil, so I didn't couldn't attack you. Ugh. Uh, you have two Delvers, fucking Delver. Ugh. It's like the best. Everybody's playing so fucking sick of Delver. Ugh. And then you're going to be like, yep, crack you with the Sword of War and Peace. You're at two. Go. And then they're going to be like, Miracle 5 you? Oh, win the game. <laughs> I'm, so I'm the best player of all time. Miracle. Uh. Like, it's just, and it's so fucking, <laughs> like, it just panned. It's just so pandering. It's so it's so embarrassing to me that they're making this mechanic that's like, here you go. We have a battlefield and a graveyard and an exile. We have we have fighting. We have all these mechanics where you're just you're just it's so easy to describe to new players because Whoa. it's intuitive. You and now, like Evan now, <laughs> now what happens is we have a method to describe to new players what it's like when you're way behind and you just, you need that one, that little, that just, that little piece of something. But where could it be? Your deck's randomized. You shuffled efficiently. Oh, let's see what the top card is. Blammo! Take an extra turn. Wicked. Wicked. That's so awesome. Thank you also for calling a miracle. 
Thank you for drawing Japanese lines on it, like big flashy sun lines on it, and also putting a triangle at the top to even just point at your opponent. Oh, that little triangle. You just point at them and you say, "It's a miracle." Oh they my Christ! Touch their forehead. Yeah, can I get an amen? So you don't like the mechanic? No, nope. I don't like it. I like. Okay. I don't like the. I don't like. I don't like mechanics like that. It just it does. It's just. Not, it doesn't seem like it's going to be very fun to me. And, uh, I mean, like for our listeners out there, uh, all the <laughs> that, that haven't seen any of the cards, the thing, the other thing that I don't like about it is that all the, all the costs of the miracle cards are really expensive because obviously, in order for miracle to work properly, they have to be expensive, which I, excuse me, which I agree with. So, like the take an extra turn card, I think costs eight, seven. Yeah, seven. seven, seven. So it costs seven. It's a mythic rare. It's a pre-ordered, sold out at Star City Games at forty dollars. Uh, it exiles itself, so you can't go infinite with it, which is you know kind of good, being that it could time walk you for two. Um, and then it has a miracle cost of two when you reveal it. Now, I mean, it, that's not super relevant in uh, standard and like limited as much as it is, say, in like legacy, where you have like thirty-eight ways to. Um, Manipulate the top of your deck, and All I right, think it's Jay, you're just going to stop for this. Yeah, I got, I got to do this, dude. I'm really Holy sorry. Holy smokes! They literally just spoiled the second planeswalker. Ugh. I know. Tibble <laughs> wait, the fiend wait, blooded. Let's slow roll it. Okay. The, the, it's his name. His name is Tibalt the fiend blooded. It is indeed the imp looking guy from the Ultra Pro spoiled art. Okay. Now his casting cost. Wait, yes. Oh wait, you want to? No, no, we'll do that last, right? Yeah, yeah, do that last. Okay, his he's three abilities. He starts out with two loyalty. His first ability is plus one, draw a card, then discard a card at random. This guy has the worst fucking name. Yeah, minus four. Sweet art though. Yeah, minus four. Tybalt the Fiend Blooded deals damage equal to the number of cards in target player's hand to that player. So you get to, like, Stormseeker somebody for minus four. So two turns after he hits the table... Two turns after he hits the table, you can use him as a Stormseeker. Okay? At minus six, which is, like, four turns after he's been on the table, which seems like it's probably going to be really steep and tough to get there. Yep. But you get to Insurrection. And for those of you that don't play Commander and don't know what Insurrection is, it's gain control of all creatures until end of turn, untap them, and they gain haste until end of turn. So, like, all of these seem pretty sweet, right? Eh, yeah. What makes this retarded is that his casting cost is... Jonathan? Red. Red. That's it. We have our first two converted mana cost planeswalker. Two mana planeswalker. Yeah, and that's pretty crazy. But I don't know. His abilities don't impress me at all. No, no. <laughs> it's a two mana planeswalker. This guy's the fiend blooded, and he. Oh my gosh, guys! <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. He doesn't protect himself. No. Which I, which is probably okay at two, I guess. Right, right, I mean, right. It's to be expected at two. Himself from. Yeah, it's to be expected at two, right? Yeah, but like, I... so, oh, so like, what deck? Even you, then, you play this just, in a control deck. Even right? then, he just bumps up to three. Ugh. Yeah. Like you, you play this in a control deck. You just don't right? play this. I would play it in a control deck. 
I played in blue red control. That's freaking like, sick. Oh no! Wouldn't, blue Gri- red again. wouldn't Grixis? Wouldn't Grixis just want this? I mean, I guess you can add black if you if you're down with that kind of thing. This I don't know. This just seems <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I I'm with I don't I don't I and I I don't know how to build a deck around this guy, but I feel like the deck that will be built around him or with him will be terrible. With him included, will just. Like it just seems, I don't know. His abilities don't really seem to go together. Yeah, yeah. I agree. For one, like that—that's weird to me. You like you draw a card and discard it random, which I'm I'm not a super fan of, but I agree it's a really red mechanic and it's kind of cool to be like turn two, like like turn one play something, turn two play this guy draw a card. Like that's kind of cool. He replaces himself as a card. I mean, you discard something at random, so maybe you get rid of some chaff, whatever. Like a, or maybe you get lucky. You discard or the a Chandra exact Phoenix. card you drew. <laughs> yeah, I mean that happens. But maybe you discard a Chandra's Phoenix, and then you just fucking burn someone and get your Chandra's Phoenix back, and then you're like golden. Um, and then minus four, you you deal damage to someone for the cards in their hand. Like, you know what? Actually, you know what? This might be Uh-oh. one of the first Planeswalkers designed with Commander in mind. You think? Yeah. This guy probably is really good in Commander. He probably... And, I mean, the Red Planeswalkers aren't very good in Commander. And this guy seems like he fits right in. It's funny that you would say the two-mana Planeswalker is the one they printed for Commander. Well, it's it's interesting because, like, you often have four turns before people are bashing you. I mean, even then, even just getting this guy late and just being like, I don't know, draw a card, discard a random. A lot of people just be like, who gives a shit? <laughs> and then ultimate win. <laughs> ultimate, ult, his ultimate's relevant in commander. Like it's not relevant to the yeah. current meta. Ooh, ooh, good call, Jay. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, when was the last time people have been crying out for insurrection to get reprinted? Yeah, but yeah. insurrection is a lot more mana. Like if you have this in a control deck, like how much like is Scotty insurrection? Saying, seven. It's like seven or eight. So that, what? In, insurrection's eight. Yeah. So it's the same. That's six plus two. Yeah, but this is like suspended insurrection. Yeah. And then you can not have to tap eight mana. Yeah. Do you understand like the mana. difference be- Yeah, but I mean it's also just good in yeah, general. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I'm not impressed with any of it. Like what are the odds that you're gonna get to six? I don't know. And I mean, and them have creatures left over for you to steal. Yeah, they'd have to be a creature deck to start They'd with. have to be a creature deck that's not killing this guy. If they're not a creature deck, then they're a control deck and you're just going to dome them. I guess. And you're just going to keep doing that repeatedly. So I, guess, I guess, like, this is the best ever. I'm not saying it's, <laughs> I'm not saying it's the best, but I think it's, uh, it's definitely... Like, I, I'm playing blue-red control, and I go, like, turn to Tybalt. And then <laughs> I just draw two cards, and then I dome them for seven, or I draw three cards, dome them for seven, and because they're not playing any cards either, and then I I can see like do it again. I don't. I just don't understand. And like his his abilities don't ch- ch- chain together. Yeah, you know but I mean? just because they don't chain together doesn't mean that they're not good. Because with all the flash, that. with all the flashback cards like Desperate Ravings and stuff like that, I mean, you know, you draw a card, discard, and you're just storing up cards in your graveyard to draw back. You know, you're just gaining value that way, and it's it's two mana, so it gets in there, and then you're just shooting the little dudes that they play, and then you get to dome them, or you get to 
you know, you just, I don't know, man. It, it seems deceptively good. No, it does not. I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, your deck of blue red. Cause I think it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to play. For, like, and I mean, we can't cool underestimate, guy. we can't underestimate a two mana planeswalker. How much, how much is this pre-selling for on stars? It again. By tomorrow, like 40 bucks. Fuck. No, no, it's a, no, hold on. It's a red planeswalker. It'll probably start at 35. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. People are probably going to be asking me how much I think it's worth. How much do you think? Well, at least this time you can be on the ball. Yeah, and you could say right now how much you think it's worth. And you could, and that way you could say, yeah, I called it. I'm still, I'm still processing it. Well, you're I'm just to trying, to, I'm trying to think about its applications. Cause like, what about this with like burning vengeance? Right. Like, is that a deck, you know, where you're like this guy, then burning vengeance and you're drawing and discarding like flashback spells and then you're popping creatures and players with the, Burning Vengeance stuff? Like, you know, I'm just trying to think of where this guy can fit. My he prediction, this is the next Vencer, basically. I don't after think after the other Vencer that they just I printed. Yeah, I, I just don't think this card's good. <laughs> and this is why I'm not excited I mean, about any cards if, in this set. If this was a four-mana Planeswalker, there's no way that it's it's good, even if it started at two more loyalty. No. But it's, yeah, I agree. it's a yeah, two-mana Planeswalker, though. No, I like, know, but that, I mean that that just seems We don't even know what like, that looks have, like. They could have printed that's what I mean. Like his abilities don't seem great and they don't chain together and he just seems out of place and I'm not excited about any of his abilities. That being said, like all of that could be irrelevant based on the fact that he comes down on turn 2. And I'm not saying anything different. I'm just saying Yeah, that's kind of where I'm I'm at. just saying I'm just saying regardless of that fact. Like they could have printed a 2 mana planeswalker with one ability and it would still <laughs> probably be good. Because it's a two mana planeswalker, like free spells every turn are good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is you get a free spell every turn, and it's hard to interact with planeswalkers other than with creatures. So and like, direct damage. Yeah, and direct damage. So the fact that we have something that comes down at two is what really makes me hesitant to be like this guy blows. Like, yeah, at four mana, and even maybe at three mana, I might be like, eh, yeah, I'm not too too impressed by this guy. But at two mana, that's that is interesting. I don't know. I'm not impressed with him. I'm more impressed with Liliana than him. Well, I knew. I mean, I knew Liliana would be good. That's that's an easy one to call. I mean, she no, protects not, herself. I don't, I don't think she's good. I'm just saying that. Okay. I'm impressed with her. More maybe like this guy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, John. Maybe Burning Vengeance deck. Like, like yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's always there, but you're not getting ahead in cards. So, so it'd have to be like something like I that. Mean, yeah, you need flashback to make the first ability work. Like infinite flashback. <laughs> well, I mean, even Geist Flame, right? That's a flashback card that you can have for turn one. Then this guy. No, know. no, yeah, that's. I mean, that's really good. I just mean like you—you you can't play this in a deck where you have like uh, like two or three flashback spells. You'd want to be playing this, like, in my opinion, in, in like a dedicated. Yeah burn or a dedicated flashback deck like i mean, I mean that being said like this guy could be good in red deck wins who knows like you go turn one a bunch of stuff turn two this guy draw a card turn three play things like where you're like because the red deck has a problem with reach right so maybe by the time you get this guy to four it's like having a sort of war and peace and you're like attack you get some damage in dome you with my last couple spells and then storm seeker you you die i don't know because how do you interact with this planeswalker like you, you just don't right so maybe that, I mean, that could be a, a, a good way to go. 
Yeah, it's. I think the, the verdict is out right now. I don't think we can. Like it seems fine against like blue black do nothing. If you just okay, yeah. yeah so really so hold on black, a second. Yeah. Okay, so let so I'm reading this actual article that Zach Hill wrote, and so like here's the teaser. So they're talking about the sudden impact ability, which is the Stormseeker, right? And he's going on about how we're getting a good deal. It's a four-mana spell, and you only invest two mana, and blah, blah, blah. You don't want to be a blue-black control deck full of card-drawing spells against this, and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, he goes, hold on a second, I'm getting a call. It says, Yatrick? Doing great, thanks. Completely agree. Try the little bacon-wrapped water chestnuts sometime. They're totally unreal. What's that? That card hasn't been spoiled yet? <laughs> yeah, awkward. Close one. Good save, bro. Thanks. Yep, anytime. You too. See ya. Er... So you're absolutely not using any mechanism whatsoever to help fill up your help your opponents fill up their hands. Nope, not one. No idea what you're talking about. Where'd you get that silly idea? Oh, so there is a card that. So there is a card that's going to fill your opponent's hands. That seems bad. So like, unless it's forced fruition, which is insane. I mean, I In wouldn't play this card with forced fruition. Like, I'm thinking of like you know. That's still uh, ugh, still bad. I'm thinking about like you know faithless looting and yeah and like and like why would back. you why would you want to fill up your opponent's hand? Don't know. Like there's no unless the only time I will ever do that is if they're tapped out and this guy's at four. Because otherwise, like why would I? We just talked about this with Grizzlebrand. Why would I invest a bunch of time and mana and cards and life and etc. to <laughs> fill up your hand to potentially just give you the win. Nah. Right? Maybe You're right. a 10, I fill up your hand to 7, I 7 you, and then I go to kill you and you counter that because you drew a counter spell from the 7 cards I gave you, and then you untap and kill me? I'm like, oh, awkward. It's funny because uh, in the article it has him like stealing a Grave Titan and two zombie tokens, but it's like, Come on now, who's going to play a Grave Titan into this guy's ultimate? <laughs> yeah, I'll try. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it's just... They're like, wait, your Tybalt's at six? Okay, Grave Titan. Grave Titan. Grave Titan. <laughs> oh, no, oh, he does, or your, your, your guy's at five? Okay, okay, Grave Titan. Oh, oh he, he does say, though, in the sentence that it wrecks have it in multiplayer, so it's probably talking about that, so. Boom. Yeah, so and maybe, it. Jay, you know what? Yeah. Jay, you were right. I'm going to full-on say you were right. This was the first Planeswalker designed with Commander in mind. Yep. There you go. Insurrection's a crazy commander. It's it's a game-ending yeah, commander. So I, I like this card in Commander, for sure. I, yeah, um, I think it's great in Commander. I'm I'm trying to think about it in Constructed. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, Commander's a it's obviously good in Commander, because Insurrection's good in Commander. <laughs> You're, it's just you, you right. have to play a so listen, specific deck for this. To be- so let's, let's move on to one more card that brought BDM just spoiled. Um, Did you link that card? Yeah, it's the second link that's there. Uh, it's called Cathar's Crusade. Oh yeah, filthy. It's it's an enchantment for white white three. <laughs> and it says whenever a creature enters a battlefield under your control, put a one one counter on each creature you control. So I mean that's another EDH card. First of all, like my gut reaction. I to that, should think. My yeah. gut Imagine reaction like, to that is is mono white soldiers, right? Or like a Rift deck. Uh yes. Which one is Rift? Yeah. That's the sapling yeah, yeah. creating dragon, yeah. Or like you can actually play alliance of alliance to arms or something. The the white join forces card with this. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I, you, you guys are on your own on this one because I never play decks like that and I would never play this card ever. All right. Fair you wouldn't enough. play I, this card in like a in like a to, in like a hundred card token deck. <laughs> no, I would not. I, I just don't. I don't like the cards like that. I don't care about creature one one counters. Like it's just weird. I don't know. Where you just like you pay, you pay like you pay like four mana to put put like four one ones into play, and then you have doubling season, so you get eight one ones. No, and no, then they, all come into, they all come into play as eight like as eight like nine nines instead. See, but but how that's do you feel good? about this? Just, right? I'm like, not saying it's not good, you, it's just not my what style. What if you play oh, this card, okay, okay. what if you what if you play this card in standard and then follow it up with Elspeth Terrell? Yeah, then you're and fucking, then, you then shoot, you're playing the... And you shit out three four. You're playing fours. a bad deck, though, at that point. Like, <laughs> like you shit I, out three I, four fours, then I wrath, or then I vapor snag, or then I block, all right, then I all right, counter right. your elf. So block, like, I don't know. So block constructed, block constructed, yeah, yeah, that's, that, this card in, that card in play, and then Geist Honored Monk. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> 15 power hits the table. Even, right? even souls and midnight haunting. Midnight haunting, I had like yeah, three yeah. mana for two three threes? They would come in as three threes, correct? Yeah. I mean, that's three fine. Three mana for two, three, three flyers at instant speed at the end of your turn? Like, that seems really good. Yeah, but it's not I don't like know if, for I don't three know mana. It's, you also have five mana invested in Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know if it's... I still don't know if it's good enough in block constructed at five. Because, I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, the best time that you could play this is when? Like, turn five? Never. That's like the best, well, that's the optimal green, time, green right? white. What if you're accelerating with cards like Lanowar Elves and Avacyn? So okay, wouldn't you but... want to, for like five mana, just drop that legendary angel who has yeah, yeah. yeah, you would. That's what I mean, though. Like, like at f- the, the best time to play this is when you have five mana, and then you still have yeah. to play guys after it. That's I just I and and, and the guys that you played before it. Oh no! Okay, yeah. I think it's going to be pretty sick and limited. That's all I'm saying. Oh man, if I open this and limited, that you first pick this for sure. Yeah. Oh, maybe not for sure. Maybe. <laughs> well, white's already an absurd color. Yeah. So you take it. Yeah. Oh, how, do I know, how do I know? What the fuck do I know? Because I just remembered that this is a solo draft format. Yeah. So. I obviously, you probably obviously first picked this. Because you're not playing with DKA or that other filthy set. <laughs> So, Tibalt is selling for four for eighty nine dollars. That's about twenty two fifty, maybe twenty four for eighty nine dollars. Yeah, it means that Star City will probably come out in the morning at, at thirty. 30 yeah, yeah. Are you gonna buy those, John? Mm. Are you gonna sell me some for twenty each, bro? Deals. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if I want these right now. Somebody was surprised that we don't get bro deals from you. Who was surprised? Peep, peep. <laughs> <laughs> they shall remain nameless. Got me. Was like, got me. Got, got me. Got me. <laughs> you, it was KYP. <laughs> I mean, nobody so has ever asked. Like, somebody was like, somebody was like, man, like you're looking for X, Y, Z cards and stuff, and like you're always looking for cards. So why don't you just go to Medina? And like, wouldn't he be mad that you're going to other sources? And then I was like, what? Why would Medina be mad? And then they they hit you with the old, oh, I just figured you guys would get like really sick deals from legit. And they're like, nope, that's all you got. That's you guys got. never, Answer you guys back. never asked. All you have to do is ask. I'll hook you up with deals. All right, hook me up with deals. All right, you want some? Okay. You, I'll give you guys a. I'll give you an A team coupon code for legitmtg.com. <laughs> that's pretty sick. 
Yeah. Oh, here's a little snippet. Here's a little snippet for the uh, for the listeners. Okay, there's a secret coupon code in legitmtg.com that gets you two percent off. Isn't that old? Isn't it five? Is it five percent? Elish known for the win? No, that's one coupon. That's not a secret. That's a real one. That's like out there. Oh, okay. But there's isn't a your, secret one. Isn't your secret one like really old? Like you've been trying to get people to figure it out for a long time and they just can't. It's it's been there ever since the stores opened. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's I because I, I think I remember you talking about that. Should we? Which release I think is like it? a cool idea. Should we release it to the eighteen listeners or should we just leave it in the in the in the lurch? I don't know. There's a lot of eighteen listeners. How much money you want to lose? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how about this? Here's what we'll do. I mean, I think uh, with the eighteen listeners should have a special code, but I think I think here's what we're gonna do. I'll give the eighteen listeners a secret code. If they um, leave their Delver. leave a no, if they leave a comment <laughs> and leave their leave their email in the comment, then I'll email them the special code. Brutal. Yeah, that's how we'll do it. That's how we know you're listening because we it's want insane, a real comment. Insane market research. Yeah, real comment. None of this great show, guys. Or first. Or first. Or if you say Jay Bush is an idiot, then I'll, you know, you don't have to listen to the show. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you guys up. <laughs> so, also on uh, Legit MTG, you'll see that uh, there was recently uh, an article published by uh, Revised Angel, who uh, I sat down with her and did a bit of an interview. So, that that's on there if you have any interest in finding out a little bit more about me outside of magic and in magic. And it's there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good plug, actually. I, I know Scott, and uh, I was very happy to read this interview. It was, uh, it was uh, provocative, if you will. Provocative, nice. Provocative. That's only because of all the terrible things I said about you, you bastard. We didn't print any of that stuff. <laughs> hey, in in the tradition of Sneep Keeper Ditch, I have a draft question, and I want to know what you guys do. Sure. Uh, so you're firmly in blue-white in uh, DKA Double Innistrad. You have a Drog Skull Captain and a bunch of spirits, let's say. And uh, you have two Soul Caesars. And in your third pack, you open Olivia. Do you take the Olivia? What else is in there? Uh, that's relevant to you and your colors? Or yeah. that's good in the pack? Relevant to you and your colors. Uh, there's a Gallows Warden. There's a Forbidden Alchemy. There's a Makeshift Mauler, an Unruly Mob. There's a One-Eyed Scarecrow. Uh, Scarecrow's not bad, but I still think I take Olivia there because it's a better card. Yeah. But I don't know anything about the fucking Limited, though. So <laughs> I don't know if you... What do you want? Like, I think you just hate draft that bitch because you just don't want to see Or, it, I mean, right? like, then Jerry just says you just draft it and play it, right? You just get greedy and play your bombs. Uh, that's true. What do you think there, John? Are you already in black at that point? Sorry, I missed it. No, you're blue-white. You're firmly blue-white for two packs. Oh, fuck. For two packs. That's tough. Like, if if it were me, uh, at this point, I would just take the Olivia because I don't want other people having it. And uh, plus, it's worth a little bit of money. So, I mean, I'm not a very good drafter, but that's what I would do. Okay. (laughs) And KYT? Yeah, I would take the Olivia. Because... It's worth money, and you uh, hate drafting it, or because <laughs> you're gonna play it, or what? What colors are you? Can you actually you're blue, splash your blue, white drug skull captain spirits? You'd have to splash. You'd have Whoa. to like splash. Splash two colors. Two colors. That's yeah, terrible. like oh, do I have a fucking? 
Do I have a thing? No, I don't. Even, I don't even have a fucking evolving wild. See your spirits, though. <laughs> if this guy like plays this against you, you're gonna be like, shit. I should. Oh yeah, you just auto scoop, right? Like you just. Oh man, and my next two picks were travelers amulets, amulets in in packs full of garbage. Did you take them? Did you oh, take yeah. the Olivia? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a fucking idiot. I took the Olivia long time ago. So I was right then. I didn't take her to hate draft it and to make money. <laughs> you just took, I mean, you took her to what? To, to so be you mega splash? greedy and play it. If oh I could my splash gosh. It, right? That's the worst. <laughs> but I mean, like, the Traveler's Amulet came to me in a pack. Why can't I say that word? Traveler's Amulet. Traveler's. The Traveler's Amulet. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it came to me in a pack that had, like, wooden stake, a bunch of green cards, like, that were double and triple green, a stony silence, and a frightful delusion. So, like, you know, okay, I'm going to take a Traveler's 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 Amulet. Today, Junior! I don't know, I've never had a problem pronouncing that card before. Doesn't make any sense. I got a couple shoutouts. I want to go first. I have some real shoutouts, and I'm going to go last. All right. I have uh, an anti-shout-out for uh, 401 Games, who uh, apparently they can suck on that. There was like 22 people um, at uh, some tournament or whatever, and they paid like 10 bucks. Like I think it was 10 bucks a piece, and like top place got 15 bucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, so like... Fuck those That's guys. That's vile. And they're just like completely highway robbery. Just fucking myth games and... them. Yep. Wait, can I? 18-month ban. 18-month ban. 18-month ban. Also, on that note, can I say that I played in a legacy tournament this last week at a local shop? I went 3-1, okay? <laughs> and I get okay. $5 in credit. How much money did you pay to get in? $5. <laughs> so so I go three one, and I get my five dollars back, and uh, and the guy Pretty I good. lost got first, which was annoying because he was a dirtle, and the only reason he won was because he went turn one green sunzina turn two Talia wasteland suck it. Anyways, I wish I had time for more of that <laughs> on this. I wish I had time for this story because this guy. Oh, he drove me nuts. Anyways, thanks for reminding me about that, Scott. It just pissed me off no the worries. rest of the night. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to uh, Revised Angel for the awesome work that she did um, with this with this article. It was a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to Team Magic Football. Uh, good luck at the um, GPT this weekend, but uh, not to any of you that are ficing me. You can all fuck ficing, off and Ficing me. Ficing me. Ah, ficing me. Um, but yeah, also a uh, shout out to the Confather because he's put up like some sick, sick bits this week. Gotta get I really him enjoyed. back on because it's been like a time since he was on, right? Agree. Oh, always... wait. New card Bonfire of the Damned Sorcery XXR. Oh. Or is that XR? Hold on. Garbage. Well, no, apparently it deals X damage to target player and all creatures he controls. For double X, though. <laughs> I'm that's, not, I don't know. Is it? Is it for sure? Double X? Yeah, it's double X. Has Miracle for X and Red. (laughs) Miracle. It's a Miracle Fireball Wrath. It's it's actually a Miracle Earthquake. Fuck that card. Miracle Earthquake. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you, Red players. With your goddamn turn two (laughs) fucking Planeswalker, your Miracle fucking 
fucking brimstone volleys and your miracle fucking earthquakes. So honestly, nobody talking about demonic taskmaster. Taskmaster really makes me upset. Like this guy's a four three flyer for three, oh. and if you're playing him as like <laughs> I a like. control, I love that. I love that we're doing. Wait, I love that we're doing. I'm sorry, shout out. Yeah, sh- in the shout out shout to out. demonic taskmaster. <laughs> sorry, start the show again. One more, one more. <laughs> Let's do it. One more go around. Uh, no, I'm done. It's okay. <laughs> shout out to demonic taskmaster. May you find your home in blue, black, control. I lied earlier when I said I wasn't excited about anything. I'm actually jacked for the two demons that are good in black. There's the one <laughs> that sacrifice a card, other than, and he's like a four-three flyer for three or something. That's a guy, demonic task. Yeah, yeah that guy's yep. insanity. And then there's another guy, exclamation points, and he is an undying demon, five-four flyer for four. And yeah. when you cast him, you have to sack a guy. This, these cards are the reach cards that zombies have needed. Oh. Ah. Whoa. 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 This card is infinitely no. better than Obliterator. These cards in, in zombies. I mean, Obliterator is only good because of ramp. And so you can still have that in your sideboard if you wish. I don't play it in my sideboards. But we all know how sideboard yeah. goes. With I mean, a- you don't play it. On your sideboard of your Delver deck, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> good it's a good game. idea not to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can cast. I said good game, sir. So, yeah. So, there you go. There's the spoilers. Shout out. All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah. So, that's those are my shout outs. Shout out to my awesome wife for helping me out with the article, which is pretty sick. And um, shout out to Legends Warehouse. Because that's where I'm going to play my Hell Vault pre-release. So I saw the Hell Vault today. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Like there's going to be a bunch of promos in there. Pretty excited. Um, Also, shout out to Harry T and Kelly and those guys because I was there playing F and M and they were legit and made me happy. It was like going home. Pew. Cam done. John, shout-outs. Uh-huh. Damn it. Why me? <laughs> I was trying to formulate them in mind. Okay, anti-shout-out to uh, the guy who beat me in Legacy. Oh. Uh, you Luxac, suck it. Um, <laughs> yeah, sound like a Luxac at all. He foul you, wastelanded you? That seems good. Does that yeah, seem good? Yeah, but listen to this. Listen to this. Okay, the guy is a judge. Okay. Oh, he's and, a bad wait, wait. No, no, I love, I love judges. Don't get me wrong. But the guy is, is a judge. With that? Okay, so, so he goes like this. He goes, turn one Thalia, or turn two Thalia with a Wasteland, because he obviously Green Sun Zenith, turn one. And then he tries to go for a Gaddic Teague with, with Green Sun Zenith after he plays a Thalia. Because I'm playing Storm, obviously he wants to lock me out. But it's like, he tries to Green Sun Zenith for two, but he only has three mana. He has to pay four, right? That's but Thalia. he's a judge, and I'm like, dude, obviously you can't do that. And then he's like, yeah, I can't do that. Obviously. Obviously. And then, so after that, uh, I, I just worked him over game two because obviously I, I, he, the next turn he gets the Gaddick thing I lose. Whatever. Next game I work him over. <laughs> third oh, game, third game I, I play against him. He plays out two Canonist and a Gaddick T. Okay? I get rid of all of those cards through masterful, skillful play. Okay? Oh. So I'm going to kill him the next turn. End of my turn, he enlightened tutors, gets a choke and chokes me. Boom. Game over. Roasted. Roasted. And to, to top it off, if I would have just drawn a black source, I still would have killed him through a two Aether Sworn Candidates, a Gaddick T, and a Choke. 
So choke on that, man. <laughs> and then afterward, afterward he goes, you are the least graceful loser I've ever met. And I'm like, you know what? Suck sounds it. Like it. It sounds like you are. Did you, did you do all this stuff in like, front of him? Right in their crotch area? That was me. I was doing the X. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not Chris graceful Lansdale. at all. Fucking <laughs> uh, Chris Lansdale. Uh, uh. Is that what no. you say? When you pump forward, you say Chris Lansdale? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Makes last longer. Yep, and I go, and this cat Vader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, nice. wait, we were in the middle of shout outs. Uh, Alan shout out to that guy. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm not a graceful loser. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Sue me. <laughs> Isn't it in the Bible to be humble? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to ask for forgiveness for that later. <laughs> nice. So, okay, so shout actual shout outs. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Justin. One of my newest editors, uh, he is has a very long last name that I'm not going to be able to pronounce, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Try we it. Call, we call him Justin DZ, and uh, it's actually posted at the bottom of the article that uh, was done on me on uh, LegitMTG.com, yeah. so you can check that. So out. So this guy is great. Uh, he writes limited articles for us, and uh, he's now one of our editors. And he's just uh, me and him have been doing working a lot on ideas, and he worked with Heather on this. Uh, on this idea for this kind of like uh, interview series that we're going to start doing with people. So uh, I, I like, I like the final product and want to give him a shout out and um, shout out to you guys. Yeah. I was looking forward to casting tonight and uh, you know, happy to talk about spoilers with you guys. Um, that's it. That's all I got. I'm not going to try to force it. <laughs> okay. KYT. Jay's already called last. Okay. Um, not you. <laughs> got me. Uh, just a few shouts. Congratulations to Pascal and Caleb for uh, getting invited to Barcelona. I hope they have fun. Um, I think Alex and Kaplan are going to be leaving for that pro tour at some point uh, in the next week. So hope those guys do well. Um, not much. Um, this episode will be posted the same day that uh, Alex uh, will be writing about our spoiler. So that's going to be cool. Um, it's not, you know, as cool as a two-mana Planeswalker, but it's our first spoiler, so I'm happy about that. And I think that's that's really it for me for this week. Okay. Jay, it's all, all you. Right. I got real shout-outs this week, not fake, forgetful ones. Uh, shout-out to the guy that beat John Medina, is a judge, and can't play his own deck. <laughs> very, very good beating Medina, who we all know is, like, the worst. <laughs> Um, shout out to <laughs> screw you, Jay. <laughs> you bastard. Don't be so salty. Uh, I like out... being salty. You're shout telling out... me not to be salty. Don't like, be salty. That's my Jay. role. We didn't That's... bring you on the show to be salty, Medina. All right, be salsa, Medina. <laughs> salsa. <laughs> okay. Don't be getting all salty. That's my role. You could be guac guy. All right. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shout out to Doctor Jeebus who uh, is obviously awesome and not salty at all. Wow. Uh, shout out to you guys, because I had fun on this cast, and I always do. So that's that's good. Shout out to the person that lives on my block that put a perfectly good TV stand in the alley that allowed me to get a 55-inch TV hooked up to my computer so that I can podcast with you guys really large. Rocket large, even. Robot, Robot large. large. 
Rocket large. That's my. Oh yeah. Shout out to my mother-in-law who was here. Uh, my Megan's family was here. Um, for her birthday. So shout out to my wife for having an awesome birthday, and I love you, and you're beautiful. And shout out to my mother-in-law who thinks that it's rocket large and not robot large, (laughs) and says it all the time now. Uh, that was not my fault or my intention. So that's that's good. And then uh, I have to give a real shout out to a couple of people. Uh, Jason Wistowski, Swistowski, Swistowski, Jason. He has he on Twitter. He is something says. He is at something says on Twitter. Seems like a cool guy. He's from the Detroit area, and he has no followers. So let's get him maybe some followers. That would be really great. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Mitt Zippy, Mutt Zippy, who is a cool guy and really likes our show, and he constantly talks to us all the time. And um, he's a cool guy uh, on Twitter. And then uh, shout out to Ben Clinton, who is like the fucking worst. Ugh, my God. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's like so terrible. He's the guy that won at 401 tonight, yeah. actually, that got the 15 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so shout out to that guy. Um, I had one other shout out, and now I can't remember, and I feel really bad because I... Oh, fuck, yeah. Shout out. Okay, so my friend, this is a funny story. My, my friend Chris uh, Hewitt, who is, um, I don't know, he's like, a, he's like a really nice guy, and he's a really good player. Uh, and he just thinks that I'm just the absolute fucking worst. Uh, he went to like on a business trip or something and was talking to one of his buddies and his buddy's like, Oh man, are you from, you're from Calgary, right? Like in Canada, Alberta. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, do you know fucking Jay Bush man from the 18? You know that guy? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I think he's the fucking worst. And the guy was like, you don't say that shit. You shut your (laughs) mouth. And then, and then proceeded to just. You know, be awesome. And Chris is an awesome guy. And so I have to give a shout out to Jeff Entwistle from Denver, Colorado. Uh, I hope that you get Twitter if you don't have Twitter and that you message he has me. Twitter. And if you do have Twitter, then I hope you tweet at me and be like, I'm Jeff Entwistle. You're awesome. And I'll be like, What's up, dude? We could be <laughs> friends still. Um, yeah. Shout out to Chewy from Monday Night Magic for inviting me on and, and, Making it so that I didn't swear. That was fun. Uh, shout out to Chris Lansdale, who built Jund Wave. And KYT, <laughs> KYT said he was very interested in playing that at his next tournament because his coach, P. Sams, shout out to P. Sams, is not sure what he should be playing. And so KYT is going to try to next level the field for playing Chris Lansdale, Lansdale Jund Wave. All you need to do to next level the field, bro? He's just bored out your Delvers. Bored out your Delvers. What are you playing? I'm playing Blue White Delver with Sons. No Delvers. With no Sons Delvers. Delvers. Bro. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably it. Uh, shout out to Carrie Dan, who's amazing. Shout out to... Oh, Norbert. <laughs> he's trying to get into the podcasting game, and he's very nervous, and you can tell. Oh, really? Yeah, he is, yeah. What's he going to podcast He's about? on a podcast called Jinxed Idols, which is my favorite podcast name of all time. And uh, Dr. Jeebus is on it, too. Ugh. Okay, girl. so I'll, I won't be listening to that podcast. No, there's a girl on it. So as a Magic player, as a part of the community, you have to support. Yeah, isn't it Christine Sprankle? I have no fucking idea. It uh, is. <laughs> filth. Yeah, well, uh, I, I mean, it doesn't matter who's on it, man. I'm not going to listen because Jeebus is on it, man. 
Why you got such a hate on for Jeebus? Again, just, in the Bible. In the Bible, doesn't I, it? I just have. I, I don't like. I don't like listening to him on a podcast. Yeah, I just have to let that stuff go. You have to be accepting. <laughs> I have to. I have to be unentertained <laughs> because I to, you would have them do unto you, Guac guy. <laughs> I, I have to subject myself to terrible entertainment. This is your. Your. This is your. Your. I don't know what it's called. Shit in religious terms, where you you hit yourself with stuff. Penance. Penance. This is your penance. No, this man. And educate and learn and grow through experience. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think so? Okay. Thanks for the sermon, bro. Shout out to Jinxed Idols. Amen. Miracle. Shout out to fucking... Shout out to Trick Jarrett also. I, I almost forgot that. Shout out to Trick Jarrett. He's doing a really good job at uh, Wizards. I'm actually really... Not surprised, but really impressed. Yeah, he's he's, yeah. Doing, he's a cool, still just a fucking cool guy, and he is definitely getting what he deserves, which is f- like just such a relief, like in like for a change, you know what I mean? Uh, and then also anti shout out to whoever developed the miracle mechanic. Fuck you. One thing, real quick. Eighteen. Uh, okay, so Patrick Chapin just posted on Twitter. If your evaluation of Tibalt is that he's terrible, I would consider reevaluating your terrible ability to eva- evaluate abilities. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's talking right to you, Jay. I didn't say he was terrible. <laughs> I did not say he was terrible. Number one. Suck Number it. two. two Suck it. You just have you just have Patrick Chapin listening to us so that he can just counter any argument we make. <laughs> I'm going to bring him on again. <laughs> we should do that. The Chapin episode. The Every sequel. 20 episodes or so. The sequel. The sequel. Redemption. Redemption. <laughs> One man. <laughs> One <laughs> podcast. A history has brought them together. <laughs> all right. So I guess that's it. That is it. Yeah, that is it. Oh. Check you all next week. Okay. Good game. <laughs> Bow your shits!